everybody. Welcome to podcast number three of the He Said, She Said podcast, the reboot, the relaunch, the new show with my co-host, Ashley Spivey. Ashley, how you doing? Great. How are you? I'm good. Before we get to our callers today, I uh, just want to remind everybody, if you want to be part of this podcast, just send an email to myself or Ashley or DM, whatever it may be. Uh, as long as you have Skype, just tell us your Skype screen name. Tell us what time zone you're in when you're available to record, and we can pretty much get it done. Uh, our next episode, episode four, will probably be in a couple weeks. But um, before we get going, obviously do that. And we have two callers for you today. we got Chandra, who's in Canada, and we've got Blair, who's in Seattle. Two very uh, good calls this week, some good discussion that goes on. Before we get to that, I wanted to ask you this, Ashley, because this came up uh, recently in a conversation I had. What is your... What is your feeling on, well, not even feeling. You're married to Steve. Where do Steve's parents live? They live in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And your mother is where? My mom and my stepdad, Mr. Greg, live in Fuquay, Verena. They live where? Fuquay, Verena. It's in North Carolina. It's like outside of Raleigh, Durham. Area. How the hell Research do you spell triangle. that? I've never even heard of that. I feel like I'm pretty good on North Carolina <laughs> cities. I've never heard of that. What's it called? I know. Every time I say it, people are like, what? It's F-U-Q-U-A-Y-V-A-R-I-N-A. Fuquay Verena. Okay. It's two words or one? It's two words. Okay. That's where I was like, <laughs> you were saying it. I was like, is that one word or two? Okay. Oh, yeah. Fuquay no, Verena, North Carolina. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. so you guys don't have kids yet, but what is it, what is the situation with in-laws when it comes to seeing each other? Like how often do you see Steve's parents or make an effort to, do they want to be in your lives and see you guys? Oh, I mean, I'd say both of our in-laws do a pretty good job of staying in our lives. Luckily, Steve's parents, they live pretty close to us about an hour and a half away yeah so you can and take the train right to see them yeah or, or i can just drive, drive steve there. doesn't drive but i'll drive um i think you can like take a bus too but um we definitely see them a lot more during football season yeah. because they're all huge eagles fans um and steve's sister actually just had um a little girl named olivia who is adorable who we actually have not met yet who we are dying to meet. Um, so I feel like they are very involved in her life. I'm sure they'll be very involved in our kids' lives whenever we have one. Um, I actually hate that my mom isn't closer. I mean, she's only an hour and a half away in terms of a plane ride. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I wish she was closer. What is the... I just... I, I, I hate to break this news to you, Ashley, but I don't know if you know this. Well, no, I... This week, this Sunday, from this Sunday until the beginning, the first Sunday in February, do you realize that there will, there will be professional football <laughs> game on every Sunday from now until the first Sunday in February? Oh, I know. Yeah. It starts this <laughs> week. That's my life now. I know. Uh, Can't wait. Now, preseason, I could care less. I'm sure Steve is, you know, gung-ho about preseason football. I just... I can't watch that garbage. It's so point. It's pointless. It doesn't count. 
and then they don't play any of the good players anyway. It's like, I don't know how anybody could get excited. I don't know how the NFL charges full price for preseason tickets. It's totally ridiculous, uh, but that's a whole other sports topic in and of itself. But, yeah, starting this weekend, just know there's going to be professional football on every Sunday until February 5th or whatever. Um, But what I was saying about the in-laws thing is, so when you guys have kids, how often do you think your mother is going to want to see, and will it be a case of you having to go see her more, or will she have the ability to come up and see you guys? Or it's like, we're Uh, we're not even there yet. I mean, (laughs) like, come on, Steve. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, for years, she has been begging me to have a baby, and then she was like, you don't even have to take care of it. You can just send it to my house, and I'll take care of it, which I'm like (laughs) – one, I would never do that. Yeah. Two, that's creepy. Like, why? Um, I don't know. You know, my mom, she's a radiology tech, so it's pretty hard for her to get off of work. But I would yeah. say that um, she definitely try to be up here as much as possible. Steve's mom is always like, I'll come up anytime. Um, y'all want me to? I mean, the only problem is, you know, we live in New York, so it's not like we have a huge house that our yeah. in-laws can go stay at whenever. Yeah, I guess it's um, tough because both of your parents, you're not in a situation where both of your parents live locally. And I guess that's right. where that's where my question was coming from because I know that in dealing with um, my friends and hearing stories uh, about my friends and their parents who both live, it becomes kind of a battle of who gets to see them more. And some parents get jealous that the other in-laws get to see them more, but because they're a little bit closer, it makes it easier. It's more convenient. And you know, grandkids obviously are something that every grandparent wants. And right. yeah, you want to see them as much as possible. But in your situation, it is a little bit different because it's not. Your mom would understand if you couldn't, if she couldn't see your child X amount of times because it's just not right. convenient. She has to work. Right. You guys live in New York. She lives in North Carolina. So, all right, forget that question. All right, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that topic. It didn't pertain to no, as much. No, but it's a legit question. Yeah. And hey, if anybody out there has that, you know what? I'm going to ask for it because yeah. I want some help on this. It has nothing to do with me, but um, if anybody out there has parents, is married, has children, and both your sets of parents live within a somewhat in the same state and maybe within half hour to an hour driving distance of you. I'm curious to know what the dynamic is because I've heard stories and I'm, I'm I'm just curious how others function. And if it's just smooth sailing for some of you, great. I want to hear that. If it's, yeah, my parents get mad when we spend time at his parents' house or the kid, they seem to think that the kids are seeing his parents more. I'm curious to know what the, uh, what the dynamic is there. So please, if you're listening to this and this situation pertains to you, I would love for you to be on a future episode. So give me or Ashley a, an email, hit us up, and uh, we'll get that arranged because I definitely want to know. Uh, but with that said, let's get to um, our callers. Like I said, we've got Chandra in Canada and uh, Blair in Seattle this week. Uh, so let's get to them. Let's get to our caller now. Her name is Chandra. She is in the lovely country of Canada. Chandra, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. How are you? Good. Say hi to Ashley. Hi. <laughs> oh, hi, Ashley. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. How are you? 
I'm good. All right. Um, so, Chandra, um, you um, you have an issue that you want to talk about. So let everyone know what your situation is, and we'll just kick back, listen, and chime in when we feel necessary. So go ahead. Okay. So I have been with my partner for about three and a half years. Um, we have a very good, healthy relationship. Um, I'm 34, he's 39. And essentially the main issue is I feel like we should probably be engaged by now or at least on the track to getting married. And I feel, um, well, it's not happening. And there's a a few reasons for that. And it's it's just really frustrating because I feel like it should be happening faster. Um, A little backstory about him. He is previously divorced he was married for about two years, and they got engaged very quickly after dating. Um, so the marriage fizzled out also very quickly because they didn't really have a foundation to build on. But they separ- separated amicably um, maybe about a year and a half before we started dating. Um, for their first wedding, he paid for it completely himself when he was at a very well-paying sales job. And then near the end of their marriage, he ended up quitting the sales job and started up his own business and putting all his money into that. Um, so when we started dating, he's, you know, had been a year into the business and, you know, just basically pays himself the minimum amount just to stay in a low tax bracket. And um, so, yeah, and then I have uh, a lot of school loans myself from my, uh, because I'm in the healthcare industry and it just kind of. I just don't have any money for anything. So we essentially kind of feel like we live paycheck to paycheck. So he feels like we are not engaged or we should, we're not engaged now because he can't afford to buy me a ring or pay for a wedding. And I'm all about, well, let's just get a loan and my parents are going to help pay for it. And he doesn't feel like um, it would be appropriate for my parents to give us money because he doesn't want to feel like he's taking charity and he wants to be able to, you know, be a man and show that he can provide for us and pay for his own wedding. Um, his business is doing well, but not well enough where it can like pay off all his business loans all at once. Anyway, so that's like the one issue. The second issue is I want to have children. And the fact that I just turned 34 a couple weeks ago is worrisome to me because I feel like what if it's too late to have children or what if I can't have children? And, um, he keeps saying, well, it's not the right time right now. And I say, well, it's never going to be the right time. And, you know, it's not an issue about if we're going to do it because we talk about it often. Like he definitely wants to have children with me, but he seems to think that I can pop out three kids at the age of 38 or something. And I just don't understand how I'm going to be able to do that and still go back to work. Um, and I also just don't think he feels the same pressure to have children the same way I do because he could have kids anytime. Well, I can't. Yeah. Um, and the other issue is just the social pressure and feeling like everyone else expects me to be married and have children by now. And especially my mom just making constant digs, just saying like, Oh, you should be having, I want grandchildren. When am I going to having grandchildren? Your eggs are getting old. And Or friends saying, Oh, are you sure he's the one? Um, does, why doesn't he want to get married? And it's nothing to do with that. It's a lot about the finances, but, and I understand where he's coming from and I get that we don't have the money for my dream wedding, but at the same time, it's just so frustrating because I see everyone else around me getting married and having children. And anyway, okay, so, so that's are essentially. You, are you comfortable? Are you comfortable with having just a low budget wedding? Low and not spend the money that. Um, do you do you have to have I've, that wedding? I don't know. I feel like 
I see. I'm I more care about having children. I think so. I'd be okay with having children first, and then getting married, um, and having the wedding I really want. I just don't want to half asset. I guess <laughs> you know. So I'd you be really okay want with, this wedding. Yeah, I don't need to have a fancy wedding. I just want to have a wedding where I can invite all my friends and family. And because I went, I actually lived in the United States for ten years, so I have a lot of friends in the states because I went to different schools for undergrad and then my master's and other things like that. So um, I have people from all over North America and I'm like, I couldn't see myself getting married without those people there. So Hmm. I thought about doing like people say, well, just do a civil ceremony at the courthouse. But I'm like, okay, but, but what does that do? It just makes me legally married. And that just appeases the people that think I should be married before I have children, which I don't think I should have to do that. If I get married, if I have kids before I get married, I will be the first person in my entire family to do so. And I know that no one cares about that anymore, but still, it would be weird. <laughs> is, is it going to be frowned upon by your family? Um, not my mom. My mom doesn't care. But I think some of my aunts and uncles, especially people that are more traditional or more religious, maybe. Um, my mom could care less than my dad. They don't. They just want me to have children. But again, they're pushing me to ha- get pregnant. So it's just this. It's just really frustrating. I just feel like I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting, and time's just ticking. And I know a lot of other women out there probably feel the same way. That's why I wanted to come on here. Well, I have to tell you, I'm 33, and I'm mm-hmm. about to be 34. Um, and I, while I feel pressure to have a kid just because, of course, my eggs are getting older, I think in terms of y'all's situation, if that is something you're – really concerned about, um, I think that kind of takes precedent over a wedding in terms of finances, because Mm -hmm. there are things that you can do right now in terms of going to see a fertility specialist and making sure that everything is okay. And even, uh, freezing eggs if you need to. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like if, if that is y'all's you know, kind of biggest issue, that wedding can wait. Cause I have to tell you, I, we wanted to do a low budget wedding too. And we mm-hmm. went three times over what we planned. I mean it, and we wanted to do just like a big party too. We did nothing traditional. Yeah. Um, it just gets so crazy. And I feel like if y'all have a great foundation and y'all are in love, don't let these societal pressures ruin what y'all have. Because yeah. y'all are getting so caught up in having this idea of what everyone else has. Y'all have something a lot of people that have weddings and have kids don't have, like a great yeah. relationship. <laughs> you know? Spe- speaking of that, I had a friend last year that, again, my friend, like she's one of my, you know, more casual friends, not mm-hmm. one of my best friends. She said to me, are you sure he's the one for you? Why isn't he proposing to you? And she had, you know, been married a year and just had a kid. She was pregnant right away after getting married well I just found out recently she's now in the midst of they might separate this is the same person that and I remember her telling me oh you have to lock him down because he'll never leave you that way and I remember thinking no if someone doesn't want to stay with you they're going to leave whether you're married or not it doesn't take a piece of paper to stay together and I have another friend that's saying the same thing to me she says oh a man will work harder for you if you have a piece of if you're legally married and I said no if he, if he loves you and you're not married, he'll still want to stay with you because he loves you and wants to work on it. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. You don't <sighs> have to prove 
prove stuff to your friends with your relationship. You know, you just have to make it work with him. So is the reason why, so you're thinking the reason why he hasn't proposed and the reason why is because it's strictly finances, right? Hold on. He froze. How about now? Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, I can see you now. So the reason why you don't think he's proposed is strictly financial reasons at this point, because he knows if he proposes, that means we got to start planning a wedding and we don't have the money to plan a wedding. Okay. On the current pace that you're at, uh, your job, his job, let's just say things go along the way they're going. When would... When would the uh, the amount of money be enough to where you could start planning a wedding, taking kids out of the equation? Um, for me, so in order, like, so my job, I make good money. It's just it goes all back towards my loan. So when I graduated, I had over two hundred thousand dollars in debt, which is what happens when you go into this industry. Yeah. And um, I have calculated out I'll probably be paid off by forty years old. And yeah, so when I'll feel like I have money myself and then for him and I don't know, it all depends. Like he said it's profiting, but it's not profiting enough where he can pay off his own business debt. So he, I think he took out like a 60 grand loan for his business debt and then um, none of it's paid off. It's just sitting there. So I had, I actually did have a discussion with him the other day after I'd already emailed you. And I said, we need to talk about this. Like, what are we going to do? Like, it's it's never going to be the right time. Like, what happens if I'm 35? I'm like, I want to have a kid at 35. Like, no questions asked. Or at least start trying. And, and what did he um, say? He, he actually he agreed with me. He said, no, I think you're right. Um, he says that we're going to have to, like, evaluate our finances. So, like, we we have a um, a home that's probably too big for us. And he bought it beforehand when he was making a lot of money so it's two of us living in a four bedroom four bathroom home just at room sitting empty and i'm thinking well we thought about downsizing and that would help but we'd have to sell the house and maybe rent for a bit but then i worry about does that make us look bad that we're renting when we've owned a home people are gonna be like why are you selling your home you didn't need to sell it so, girl, you gotta quit thinking about what everyone else. Is. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I worry. I worry too much. I mean, you sound like a badass. You have a great job. You have a man who loves you. I, I feel like these are all like manufactured problems. And I know. And I feel stupid talking about it now. No, don't feel but stupid. I think, I, don't feel stupid at all. It's just. You know, I think that you actually do have your priorities in order. Like, you're paying off those loans. You're figuring out how to make it work to have a kid. And I feel like everything else is just kind of background noise. And, like, you have too many judgmental people in your life or something. Too many people, like, your business. It's certainly sounding like, I mean, just by what you just said, like, I don't think a wedding is happening in the near future. So I think no. you need I think and, you need uh, to focus on having kids first because like you said, yeah. weddings can happen whenever. You can do a wedding later on, you know, two, yeah. three, four, five years after you're married. Whenever you want or after you have a child. Um that could happen whenever. Just, but like I you said, you're cares. running out of time with like you said, you want to have a yeah. kid at thirty five and you're thirty four right now. 
And then I also care about what people think at the same time, which I know I shouldn't. Like I told one of my mom's friends the other day, oh, we might have children first. And just the look she gave me, like she was so disapproving of the fact that I would have even think about having a child out of wedlock. And I'm like, okay. And she said, well, you know, you can just get married at the courthouse first. And I just, I'm tired of people passing their judgments on me and telling me their opinions and making snide remarks on Facebook. Like my brother-in-law just wrote on my Facebook the other day or Instagram post. Oh, I see no ring on your finger yet. Just because it was my birthday. And he's like, I thought you were going to get proposed to on your birthday. So it's just like this constant battle. And I'm like, okay, well, at least is it going to hit five years? And something people are still going to be like, oh, I guess you're just going to be a spinster. Yeah, that does suck that people are pressuring you like that. (laughs) I mean, it's, you're in a situation where it doesn't look like financially, it not only does it not look like it's going to have it, it wouldn't even make sense to. Like, you'd really be setting yourself back. Right. Kids are more important than a wedding to, I know. to you I guys. Know. Yeah. It certainly seems like that by what you've said and your conversations with your boyfriend. Um, it's been what you said, three years you've been together with him, right? Three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I feel like you should sit down these people who are being this way to you and tell them your priorities and be like, you know, Maybe we're not going to get married soon and I'm not going to have a ring on my finger, but this Mm -hmm. is our life plan. And I need you to stop being so judgmental because it's really bothering me and it's affecting our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if they love you, they'll stop. But you have to, you know, figure out what you you don't know. My mother, though. (laughs) No, my mom mom (laughs) asks me every day if I'm going to have a kid. She comments on my pictures, too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think, like I said earlier, you are certainly on the right track. I, think, I agree with what Ashley said. You have everything going for you, and I think you yeah. have your priorities in order outside of the fact that it sounds like you want a wedding before you have your kid, which is commendable, uh, but you said you're not against <laughs> having a kid not before. Uh, yeah. You're not yeah. against it. If, if If this was something that absolutely one thousand percent couldn't happen then i'd say okay you're in a bind then because it you're not having a wedding soon based on your financial uh standing right now and you want a kid so i don't know i'd be like i don't know what to tell you i mean one of the one of them's got to happen um but i think now you're at a point where concentrate on your kid uh, and and having a child first because the wedding can happen whenever and i know you want that wedding which is fine but you know i mean you have loans to pay in for another six years and mm-hmm. either either you do one of two things. Either you take out another loan, uh, if you and your husband go apply for a loan and use a straight loan to pay for your wedding, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest that because that's gonna put you guys even more in debt. Yeah. But it would give you it would it really sounds like you want this wedding. So it would give you the wedding that you would want. Um and then Mm-hmm. It would just cost you more on the back end. You instead of paying out loans till you're 40, you're probably going to pay them out, depending on how much you take this loan out for to pay for a wedding. I mean, it might last till 42 or 43. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't suggest that. Right. I mean, that's obviously a bad money well, situation, but um, that's the well, only other option I can parents- see in terms of having a wedding before a child for you. Well, well, the other thing I mentioned is my parents were willing to give us a large chunk of money for it because my sister just got married as well. And she's my younger sister, which doesn't help, which, of course, puts even more pressure on me. And they gave them a large sum of money. And they said, oh, we'll give the same to you. And I told my partner about that. And he goes, oh, no, we'll never accept money from your parents because 
it makes them feel like they have control of the wedding and it's all they can invite whoever they want and and I, that does have some truth to it because that's how my mom was with my sister being trying to take control of things and invite people and tell her which dress she could have and I, I don't want that I don't want to feel like this is my mom's wedding I want it to be my wedding yeah if yeah. she just did that for so. your sister then yeah I mean it would be a certain <laughs> help because it would be a loan that you probably wouldn't have to pay back with interest to your parents I don't think they would charge you interest right. you would just have to be like hey we'll we'll definitely pay you back it might take us time that's a great helping hand that they lend it but like you said you know her better mm-hmm. than we do it sounds like you would be in debt to her for that wedding in term, not in debt, debt, but in indebted to her. In, in, emo- in emotional debt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or she's going to, like you said, uh, control that thing. And you don't want that. Did yeah. your sister, did she just use your parents' money for the wedding or did they put in their own too? They mostly used my parents' money because they didn't have any money themselves because uh-huh. my sister, um, is a nurse, but she's trying to get her degree for to be an RN. And so she was working and being in school at the same time. And her, I probably won't, yeah, I won't tell too many more details, but essentially they couldn't afford to have like a $30,000 wedding or something. So they used a chunk of parents for my mom. They did destination. So that Mm -hmm. saved a lot of money. Um, My parents paid at least for, it was probably like 90% of it and Mm -hmm. then paid for her dress. So they only really had to put in maybe seven or eight thousand dollars of their own money which okay. they paid off quite quickly because they both started overtime shifts to help pay off so do you think your husband would be resentful if or i'm sorry your uh boyfriend would be resentful if that did happen if yes. y'all took the money okay i yes. feel like that let me also he just present so prideful like a really, <laughs> yeah a really negative or I'm always just thinking like every step through, but say that if y'all did take out that loan to have a wedding and then, so that adds to your debt and then y'all try to have kids and there are some complications Mm -hmm. and then you have to, you know, pay for that as well. And then remember we live in Canada. (laughs) We have socialized healthcare up here. Oh, I didn't even think about that. How about that? We do. Actually. We have a very. Don't <laughs> even pay for IVF. Yep, we get one free IVF. Wow, I'm they, moving to Canada. Oh, they do. And, I didn't. I didn't and, know that. I didn't know Canada pays for one IVF. Wow. Okay. That's a new. That's a newer thing. Oh. Um, pay for one IVF. So my one friend's actually going through that right now, and the other thing we get is we now get a year and a half maternity leave. Wow. Paid. A year and a half. Now, granted. What do we get so, in the states? Uh, Three months. Leave. What do we get in the states? Three months. Canada is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Go go Trudeau. So, I guess. I my <laughs> my one friend who lives in uh, Las Vegas just had twins. She only gets three months off, and then she's taking three months like unpaid leave just to be at home because she has twins. So it's just crazy. Um, the only thing okay. though is, sorry, go ahead. What I'm saying. No, is- I was just saying <laughs> the, the the kid stuff is more of a a time issue and not, um, well, I mean, kids cost money too. Not even just like having them, but just raising. I know. And I, I want my children to be in sports and as I was and in music and you know, you want your kids to be fulfilled and enriched. And, um, and the other thing is, so again, my, my partner sat me down the other day. He's almost too logical that it drives me crazy. He goes, okay, you need to figure out (laughs) 
what your budget is, how much it's going to cost us to have a child and what's going to, what things do we need to buy? And he's like, yeah. I just thought about a stroller and a crib. And I'm like, yes, but people give you these things at your baby shower. And he goes, not always. You need to think about this thing. You need to put it into your budget. He's like, come yeah. back to me with the budget. And I'm like, okay, yes, this makes sense. Almost too much, but uh, I don't know. But then all my other friends say, you never really, you can't be prepared. You just kind of make it work. Oh, no, you can be oh. prepared. Yeah. <laughs> you can. And you can also do that for your wedding. I think that would be a good idea to sit down and make a budget for your wedding as well. Yeah. Because there's a ton of checklists you can find online and kind of figure it out. I have one that I could send you. <laughs> a checklist? Yes. And a kind of estimating how much everything's going to cost for each part. Yeah. Okay, here's yeah. here's the situation I, I, I see right now. He, your options are, let's just throw all your options out there on the table right now. Borrow from your parents, borrow from mm -hmm. the bank mm -hmm. uh, for a wedding. Uh, borrow, yeah, borrow the money, yeah. uh, borrow from parents, bank. Don't have a wedding until you guys are both financially capable of having it. Don't take out another loan, either through the bank or parents, mm -hmm. and worry mm -hmm. about kids first. And there was one other one, and now I'm drawing a blank. Is there a, is there a fourth possible way that it can do this? Well, we might sell the house in order oh, to free oh, up some yes. money. Sell the house, get some money out of selling the house, use that to pay for a wedding. If you... That seems, sounds so stupid to do that, though. Sell your I mean, house. Do you What's love, more important, house or, child, or children house? in a wedding? And children child, in a child. wedding. Yeah. Child is more important. Child is the most important. Yeah. So it wouldn't be stupid to sell your house and downsize. You even said it yourself. You're two of you living in a four-bedroom, four-bath. You don't need it. How much do you think you no. could get for your house if you – or Yeah, do you think much you profit would make you a lot make? from selling it? Well, so it, the, since the housing boom happened last year, our house has probably gone up in value at least 200 and something thousand dollars. So it's like – it's, it's crazy what people are asking for around here and they're getting it. Um, so yeah, we could probably make 200 on okay, it. So but then he has to go put that, the rest back towards whatever remaining mortgage is left. Mm -hmm. So he said, you, and he, we you, figured it out. He, sorry, go ahead. No, so if you made 200 on the house, mm -hmm. meaning, so you're thinking you can sell that house for 200 more than what you currently owe on your mortgage, Right. I don't know what the mortgage is because it's not in my name. So I'm oh, not. You don't know what the balance is? Uh, I moved in here. So he, he owned the house before I moved in. Okay. So I don't actually have any legal title or uh, legal, what's the word, entitleship on this house other than um, here you're allowed to have uh, equity. So I'm allowed half of the equity earned on the house. Okay. So if we were to ever split up or something, I could sue him for the equity or are, get money from that. Are you. If in your ideal dream world, but also being somewhat realistic, what is your max that you are willing to go on a wedding? Like, how much would you need for the wedding that you want for your, to put on? Just $30,000. Okay. Yeah, which I think sounds reasonable and what I've I, I think it sounds reasonable, too. Of my friend's spending, yeah. I think then, then your best option is to sell the house. That's what I would say. If you really want, If you really want this wedding and you are hell-bent on getting this wedding before worrying about having kids and you want to be married before you're having kids, which is fine, 
that is your best option. Going into more debt with your parents or a bank is obviously a horrible option. Um, and then, like I said, the only other option would be let's worry about the wedding later and have the kids. But if you if you can make, I mean, obviously find out what your balance is on your house, see what you could possibly get for it, and then at that point, thirty thousand of it on a profit if you make off a house, thirty thousand of it putting it towards a wedding. I mean, if you're making well, and some if you make one fifty on your house, he would put to yeah. But the he would take, first of all pay off his debt, his business debt first. That's his number yeah. one priority, and I, I get that you, you want to pay it off. You're just spending, paying interest. You don't need spending. Yeah. So <sighs> that would be. I mean, you have to you have I, to figure out what you what you really want more first: a house and a wedding, or a wedding with the kids, or a kid. But we talked about selling the house just to even have kids to come up with money that way. I think that sounds like a better idea. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't feel right about having a wedding just by selling the house. I'd sell the house to have a child and afford a child. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I was only suggesting that because I thought that's what you <laughs> you wanted the wedding so bad. But yeah, no, if you sell the house to have the, to pay no, for the kid, that's no. great. Even better. That's more important. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you've gotten less pro wedding even just in this phone call. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, I've had, I've had, I've had to deal with it. Like, oh man, like th- knowing that this is the worst of my problems is really not that bad because before this relationship, I went through so much agony. And like, though I was listening to your other he should see shed podcast the other day, where I was identifying with one of the women on there. Oh, the woman that um, when she had the sexual assault and then she didn't feel like she could date. I, I I didn't have a sexual assault, but just, I went through a similar experience where I didn't feel like I could date people. And I had a, something happened in my life where I had to tell someone before I started dating them. And it was a real hindrance on my dating life. And, um, I had to go through a lot of therapy and then, you know, I was heavily medicated on antidepressants and anti-anxieties and I could barely, you know, get through life. I'd have these, spiraled into these dark holes of depression and then the moment I met my partner things just went looking up like I haven't been on medication in years now I've been totally zen you know and that's how I know that this is a healthy normal relationship and my previous relationships were emotionally destructive and abusive and very unhealthy yeah so that's great that's to hear. How I'm like this is the worst no, of my problems awesome. it's really not that bad you know yeah. Well, no, I get it. I mean, especially being a woman, I get the societal pressure that everyone places on you to get married and to have a kid and to do it in a timely manner. So uh, what you're expressing is, you know, a very common uh, thought by women, especially at this age. But I, I just feel like you have so many great things going in your life. And I feel like a wedding is just going to add so much stress and so much unnecessary debt where mm-hmm. I, I just feel like you have other things to look forward to. And if the wedding happens, it happens. And I think you have something that people who have weddings don't have, which is a great yeah. relationship. And I don't know, y'all both seem in such a good place. Weddings are stressful. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they do waste a lot of money <laughs> when you're done you're kind of just like what why did oh. i do that <laughs> well because almost everyone yeah. i've talked to that's been married sorry i was say almost all of my friends that i've talked to the one thing i ask they'll say to me they're like yeah i wish i didn't spend so much money on yeah. a party 
They all say that. Yeah. They all yeah. regret it. They don't regret the day. They just regret what money into the little things that you don't realize that you're like, why did I spend so much money on that? It's not important. Like, yeah, flowers. you're like, no, no one, one looked at the noticed. flowers. <laughs> flowers are the most, that's what I learned from my sister's wedding. Flowers are so ridiculously expensive. It's the one thing you can cut out that nobody really notices. Yeah. Just have some nice centerpieces. That's all you need. You don't need decorative flowers on an archway. That will yeah. cost you $2,000. <laughs> <sighs> well, Chandra, we wish you the best of luck. I think we've led you in a direction to where I think you know what you kind of, <laughs> I mean, at least our, we, you don't have to take our advice at all. But I think you understand that. I, You seem to understand now that the child comes first. And if you really want to have a child, yeah. which it sounds like you do, I would plan everything around yes. that first and worry about the wedding stuff okay. later. If yeah. I, if, so I, I need mean, to stop having anxiety about every social function yeah. where I'm like, am I going to get proposed to today? No, I'm not. Right. Yeah. yeah, and have those <laughs> talk with the people in your life. Yeah. Just tell them how much it's stressing you out, and I guarantee you they will stop. Yeah. I've already done those talks, and nobody stopped. <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> you tell me their names, and I'll send them an email. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll tell my mom specifically. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much, Andra. Good luck, and we'll, we'll, no keep, we'll keep in touch with you just to get an update uh, for a later show. But uh, good luck, okay. and uh, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank yeah, you so much luck. for having me. Bye. Thank you. Okay, Ashley. Chandra has, I think, kind of saw the light by the end of that. It was really weird because she seemed like she was really fighting it early on. Like, God, I want this wedding. I don't want to have to deal with people talking behind my back or whispering about, oh, having a kid out of wedlock. And it really seemed like she wanted to do everything she could possible for that wedding. But the more we talked it out and we talked about her finances, she realized, okay, yeah, this is probably a bad idea. And she's 34, wants to have a kid by 35. If he proposed tomorrow, they probably wouldn't get married for, you know, nine, a month, while. nine months to a year, I would think, roughly. Yeah. Um, so that would put her at 35 and then it's like, I, I would think, I mean, maybe she's one of those people that right after they got married, let's start having them. Uh, there are others out there that want to enjoy marriage before they know that kids are going to take over their lives. So they want to be married for a year, two years, whatever the case may be. She, that would have put her at 36 or 37 before they had their first. And she said, what, she wanted three kids. Isn't that what she brought up? So, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, she needs people to go for are kids definitely first. having, yeah, people are definitely having kids later today, but at the same time, um, I feel like that's something that's really important to her right now. I don't even feel like she necessarily feels that pressure, but just she wants to have kids at, you know, this point in her life. And also, can we just stop? asking people when they're going to have kids or stop asking people when they're going to get engaged or get married. Like it's so rude. I I would love for people just to realize that I know people don't mean it in a malicious way, but it puts so much pressure on people. And I think in 2018, we need to stop. (laughs) Cause you get, you get, cause you get it a lot. Don't you? That's why I get the stuff about kids a lot. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't necessarily feel any pressure because I'm a nanny and I've been taking care of kids for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, that's kind of like birth control. 
Um, I always need like a break for a while. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going to have them soon. Just everyone stop asking me. That's what I mean. Like you get it a lot from people like, Hey, when are you in, when are you and Steve having kids? And how, how long have you been married now? Two years, two years, a little okay. over two years. And that's, yeah. I mean, like I said, so it's, yeah. it's case by case. It, people are different. Some people say, Right. let's start having kids right after we get married. And some people are like, let's enjoy being married because we know what's going to happen once the kid comes. Not that you can't enjoy being married when you have a kid, but right. the kid's going to take over your life. Your your life, you yeah. and Steve's life will be your child. Absolutely right. 100%. Well, and that's kind of a great thing about raising Burley for as long as I have because Steve understands what goes into having a kid as well. Yeah. So both of us know. And we did want to just... You know, have some time to be married. Yeah. But we well, have a pretend kid. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, Burley is essentially <laughs> your, Ill, not illegitimate, your, um, what's the way to, what, how, what we call Burley? What would he be? Like, adopted kid. Yeah. Your adopted kid. Um, well, yeah. I hope Chandra, I hope Chandra took our advice to heart and, and realizes put all her focus into a child now. Um, and don't She's worry about what okay. people say. And don't worry about what people say. Honestly. Yeah. So, anyway, Chandra, thank you for calling in. We really appreciate it. And let's get to our next caller. Her name is Blair. She's in Seattle. Blair, thanks for joining us. Hi. How are you guys? Doing good. Great. How are you? Could be better. Um, yeah. Let us know what's yeah. going on. So I've been dating this guy since March. And everything's going really well. Um, I started dating him just casually. And as the months went on, it got more serious. Like he started inviting me to events to meet his family, his friends. And I was the one who was more reserved about the whole situation. Like I was not ready to let him meet my friends or family just because he's not the normal guy I go for. Like he's very, very loud, very... Um, extroverted and I don't normally date guys like that. Um, but it was a nice change. Um, so everything's going great. Um, we start dating each other exclusively a couple months ago and we're spending a lot of time together. And then I leave to go to a wedding in Chicago. And as I'm there, I'm gone for four days. Um, I, the whole time he's texting me saying, Oh, I miss you. Like, can't wait to see you. I'm like, yeah, I thought everything's great. I had complete trust in him. And then he comes to pick me up on the, for, uh, from the airport on a Sunday night and I get in the car and I can tell something's weird. I just got this weird gut feeling. And he's like, I think we need to stop seeing each other. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And like, I could tell something else was going on just from the way he was talking. And then as an, eventually I get it out of him that he cheated on me the night before with his coworker and just kind of blew up from there. We end up, there's a lot of yelling on my part and like crying and trying to figure out what happened, why he did this, because our relationship was really good, and he admits that. And so now for the last two weeks, I've been in this kind of weird, not really sure what I should be doing. A lot of my friends and family are very torn on, like, oh, like, never talk to him again. And some of them are like, oh, maybe you can see where it goes. But 
it's just kind of a weird place to be in because I do like him. And normally it's very strange for me. I would have, I've never been cheated on, but I, I feel like if my last boyfriend who I dated for four years, if he had cheated on me, I would have immediately said goodbye to him. But with this guy, I don't know if something's different. I don't want to lose him out of my life, which is really hard to describe to my friends and family who are not happy about me seeing him, but just kind of trying to figure out where to go from here. Where, where is he saying things are at with you guys right now? Um, he has said, okay, so his whole point is that he's, so he's 22. So I get it. I'm 23. He's immature and he just got out of college and I, there's no excuses for what he did and it's all on him, but it's, he says, he's like, I want to be a good partner to you. I can't be a good partner to you right now. I want the ability to be a good partner to you in the future when I can figure stuff out. And I'm like, I've told him I'm not going to wait for you. He's like, I want to keep seeing you, even if it's just as a friend. And I'm like, it's so bizarre to me. I'm like, I just, I, I know mentally that it's right. It would be totally fine if I just dropped him out of my life and never talked to him again. Cause he did that to me, but he wants to keep seeing me. And weirdly, I want to keep seeing him. But right now I've told him I'm going to start dating other people now. And I have started dating other people just to, kind of get my mind off it, but I still do see him at least once a week. Would you be okay having an open relationship? Oh, that's a good question. Um, we have kind of talked about that. I told him if he's going to be dating and I don't want to hear anything about it. Right. Like it w- it drives me insane. Like I already am a jealous person, but up until this point, I thought I had nothing to worry about. Um, but I, I would be fine with that if I just never heard about anyone else. Right. And I think, I, I, and he's, yeah. Well, I would say, I, I'm saying that from a place like no judgment. I actually had an open relationship when I was in college, mm-hmm. uh, probably around your age. And it was with um, a guy who um, was not my type at all, was very loud, like a party mm-hmm. dude. But I didn't want to be with anyone else but him. He did not want to be locked in a relationship and wanted to do an open relationship. I went to a different college, so it made sense. He could, like, see people when I wasn't there. I could try to date other people, even though I wasn't necessarily interested. And it, I mean, it weirdly worked because then I felt like he kind of got out seeing all these people. And at the end of it, he was like, I don't want anyone else but you. Whereas I kind of figured it out that before him. But at the same time, if it, in any way makes you feel comfortable, I do not recommend it because it can really hurt your self-esteem. So if there's any part of you that feels like it will destroy your self-confidence or that it will make you crazy, I do not recommend it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's so frustrating because these last two weeks, it's been like, I didn't eat for two days. Like after I found out about all this, I was driving myself crazy. I started taking melatonin because I couldn't sleep at night. I was like, what is he doing? Because before this, I just had complete trust in him. I never thought he would do this. And it's so frustrating because it's like I want things to work with him because we do have so many similar interests and we get along so well. And overall, he's a good guy. And like 
even my mom is saying like, you know, I don't hate him. He made he's a stupid, immature guy who made a big mistake. She, I don't think she necessarily wants me to be with him right now. But it's like, I still want something with him. I don't want him out of my life. And it's, it's just hard to describe to people. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard. And I think the biggest thing that I'm taking out of this is uh, he's 22. He wants to yeah. he wants to sleep around. He wants to enjoy mm-hmm. being 22. I can't fault the guy for that. I think we all were in that stage uh, mm-hmm. at 22. Um, where you I mean, th- you can too. <laughs> yeah, and you can, yeah, I'm saying you can do it too. Like, there's nothing. If that, my suggestion to to you would be to do what you're doing. I, I wouldn't okay. wait around. I would not wait around for this guy. I would date other people. Mm. When he says yeah. he wants to be in your life and still wants to be friends, to me, that's basically he wants friends with benefits. Like, I, I don't think he wants to hang out with you and not hook up with you. Uh, that's my guess. That's the such the bizarre thing about this is like I wanted to make things go back to normal and like have that normal relationship we had. But he was the one who was hesitant and was like, oh, are you do you want me to sleep over? And I'm like, why are you the one with these feelings? Like, do you understand how messed up that is that I'm saying, like, let's make things back to normal. Like, you can do whatever you want. I'm going to do whatever I want. And you're the one with all these emotions. I'm like, that's not right. Like. So does he, when he says, I want to be friends with you, is he, has that, first off, has that happened? Have you hung out with him as friends and not hooked up with him since this Yeah, breakup? so, yeah, so we had, everything went down on a Sunday about two and a half weeks ago, and then we saw each other on a Tuesday, and we just went out to dinner, and we talked for hours and just talked about everything, and then we saw each other on a Thursday, and we again just talked and talked. And then on that Saturday is where we talked a lot. And then he like kissed me and I was like, okay, just slowly getting back into where we were. But Mm. yeah, there was a lot of talking and crying. And And so you have always trusted him. Like you never had any inclination, like something was up with that coworker or anything like that. No, and this is the frustrating part is she's just an intern. She's 20. She started at the company he works at about a month ago. And it's so frustrating because it's like, I even guessed it was her because he said it was a coworker. And I'm in my mind, Mm -hmm. I'm racking my brain. Like, I know all his coworkers. It's a small company. Like, I know, like, who they are. He's talked about them. And so I go, is it the new intern? And I could just see it in his face. And he was like, And I'm like, okay, don't lie. Like, just at least that's the one thing I do appreciate about him through this whole thing is he has been completely honest. Like I told him back at the beginning of our relationship, don't ever lie to me. Like that makes me so mad. And he hasn't up until, I mean, he didn't lie. At least he came and told me, but I had no idea about this girl. Uh, I think he told me I went away from Chicago. I essentially, when I was in Chicago, um, I found out I lost this job that I was really hoping to get. So I was kind of a mess at that point. And I remember calling him and he got really upset. And what doesn't make sense to me is later on, he told me, he was like, it was so hard because you were so upset and it made me upset. And I just don't know how to handle that. And I was like, that's how relationships work. Like you're upset for the other person when they're upset, like you're sad for the person when they're sad. And it's like, 
he couldn't handle those emotions. And he was telling me that he, it's just, I don't even, it's hard to understand what his thoughts were, but I think he got scared. Things were getting more serious and he knew that if we continued, it was going to be a serious relationship, probably long-term. And so he decided I'm going to sabotage this relationship by doing the worst possible thing. And he even admitted that to me after I was like, you need to understand, you need to tell me what your thought process was doing this. Does he still want to sleep with the intern? Like, is he still talking to uh, her? Like what's their situation? Or was he saying, I is know. he trying to sell you that, oh, it was just one night. I was horny. She was there. You were gone. Is it one of those things? Or is he like, well, um, I'm kind of interested in her? Well, I found out that when I was in Chicago, they had a work event. And after the event, he, I guess, was super drunk, which is, again, no excuse. But he went out to dinner with her after the work event. And what frustrates me is that I guess they were talking about me. And I'm like, so this girl knew that I was involved in this picture. And I think all his coworkers knew because he talks about me. And then um, I guess everything went down on a Saturday night, which is when I was at a wedding. And I had this weird gut feeling that night because I called him, but something seemed off and later things that happened. But then I guess he went and saw her, I think a week later. And I know he told me, or I got it out of him, but they slept together again. So they've slept together twice, which bothers me and I just kind of chewed him out and I was like seriously like what are you doing yeah I think the thing that bothers me in this situation is while I appreciate him being honest (laughs) uh, at the same time I I feel like it could do some damage to you and it's not fair to you you haven't like y'all both haven't set those boundaries yet where you're like this is something you you can't do to me because you're kind of still leaving it open. So I I really feel like you have the power in this situation because you didn't do anything wrong. And he is saying things to you in a way that are sort of positive. But at the same time, you don't have to put up with this yeah. unless you want to. <laughs> you he, know? he wants to have his cake <laughs> and eat it, too. I mean, it's obvious. What yeah. he wants. Yeah. That's why he wants to say that's why he says things like <clears throat> I want to still be friends and whatever. And. Like you said, like Ashley said, if you want to have an open relationship with him, fine. But just know that if you are a jealous person or something like that kind of sets you off, it doesn't even have. I know you say, I just don't want to know about it. But what if you call him on a Friday night and he says he's not available? The first thing that's going to come to your mind is he's sleeping with her. Like that's going to be inevitable. That's the first thing you're going to think. And that's going to drive you up a wall. I don't think that's going to be something that sits well with you. So um, I would just suggest doing what you're doing. If he wants to Mm -hmm. now with him, I mean, my suggestion personally for him is I wouldn't uh, go back to him until he says I want to be exclusive, whether it means he has to sow his wild oats for the next six months, nine months, a year, whatever it is. Uh, Until he comes back and says, I I really want to be exclusive. I wouldn't hang out with him. I would date other guys and maybe you'll find a guy who won't cheat on you because you were gone for four days, you know? Um, mm-hmm. like that's disheartening. He's tw- yeah, he's four no. days. I mean, he's yeah. He's you were gone for four days. He couldn't he really. He couldn't keep it in his pants for four days. Like, you know, you said he, just by the way you described it, he knew exactly what he was doing that night with the work with the coworker and going out with her after dinner. And the fact that he slept with her again since then, 
pretty much tells me all I need to know about him. But, you know, he is 22. Like, if this guy was 36, I'd probably be a little more harsh on the guy. He's 22. 22 is 16 in guy maturity. Yeah. I mean, he's just... (laughs) Honestly. He's just trying... He's just getting laid by as many women as he can. And if that's what he chooses to do, um, he's not alone in the 22-year-old scope of men that do that. Because probably a lot of them do. Um, I just think for you knowing how bothered you are by it happening once, I don't think an open relationship is the way to go for you. And I think that you just need to not be in contact with him very much, especially in person. If you want to text and send flirty stuff over text and call him and talk to him, I guess, uh, I just would really advise you to stay out of his presence because I think you'll get sucked into, Oh, well it's, you know, it's one night or whatever. And, I mean, you can if you want. Just know that it's it's probably going to, just by the sounds of what you said, it's probably going to hurt you, and you're going to be bothered by it if you hook up with him again with no commitment there on his end. And you have every right to yeah. feel that way. Um, but Don't I, let him use you as an emotional crutch. Yeah, and don't, and don't yeah. answer any you-up texts at 1 a.m. <laughs> Um, unless you want to yeah unless you want to you know what's funny i'm gonna let you in on a little insight here i texted ashley you up like 12 30 in the morning last week he did and i and after i texted it i realized how bad that sounded what what was i telling you ashley what was it for but you didn't you didn't do like the U and then up. I actually you know spelled what I mean? like Y-O-U. Like spelled out U, so like that's a little different. <laughs> but what was it? What was it for? What was I asking you for? I'm gonna see it. Let me see oh. if I still have it on my text. I know. <laughs> what were we talking about? You up? Um, okay, here's. Um. Was it before or after you went away to California? It was before that, right? Yeah. Oh, I know what it was about. Well, I know we were definitely talking about it, but it was like the um, the Bachelor event that was going on in Atlanta, right? Was it that one? It might have been. I can't find yeah. it in my text, and I'm back on already. I'm, I'm back to last Wednesday night. Uh God, maybe I did it a lot. Maybe I did it two weeks ago because I'm already back on. Okay, anyway. Yeah, I think it was because I was up late that night. Okay, I'm on July 18th <laughs> and I still haven't found it. And we're two weeks. Was it two weeks ago? Maybe. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, uh, yeah, but a little aside. yeah, yeah, that's a <laughs> sidetrack there. But when I said you up, it reminded me that I did that to Ashley. Um, but yeah, I was to talk to her about Bachelor something Bachelor related. Uh. I, I would I would stay out of his presence because I think you'll get sucked into hooking up with him. And I think that will unless you unless you think you can honestly say to yourself, I don't think I would have a problem hooking up with him, knowing that he's possibly hooking up with someone else the next day, the next week. If you can convince yourself of that, then I'm not gonna tell you not to do it, but I have a feeling that you won't be able to convince yourself of that. Yeah, yeah, it's, no. it's weird because he he seems weirdly honest, even though he's doing things that are hurting you. So the only thing I would say about being in the open relationship type of thing is you do have to have great communication about your boundaries and things like that. So, I mean, you just have to make it super clear to him 
that you would never want to know those things. And yeah. I don't know. It, it is a tough situation. But then again, like yeah. I said, you're, you're in a situation where if you ask him to do something and he says no, the first thing you're going to think is he's with yeah, somebody like, else. F you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. He did tell me like about a week ago, he was like, he, I don't know. I don't think he would lie to me, but he was like, I'm not going, I'm just not interested in dating anyone right now. And I was like, okay, like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I can believe you now just cause it's like, I trusted you. And now I don't know. Well, the translation of that you're... is, I, I don't want to date anybody right now means I want to sleep around. I want to be able to have my, yeah. I want, I yeah, want, I want options without getting in trouble essentially is what he's saying. It's, right. He's just such, I don't even understand his thought process because he's 22 and he tells me, he's like, well, I want to start having kids at 24. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like that's in two years. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, he's got this, he's the one with this weird timeline where he wants to get married and have kids on these specific years. And I'm like, why are you thinking that way? Like, that's just bizarre. Sounds like he's, reciting from like the sociopath of dating yeah. handbook it's like <laughs> things you tell people they want to hear so that you can keep them around yeah. you know what i mean and yeah i don't know yeah i yeah. would I mean, if if we're gonna end this on any sort of note i would just say it's up to you what you want to do obviously um but i would keep it to texting here and there checking in maybe phone calls but not seeing him and definitely do what you're doing and date around date other guys see what else is out there because you know you had a basically a four-month relationship with a guy that already cheated on you you're going to have trust issues with this guy whether you get back together with him next week or six months from now it's it's always going to be part of your relationship because you know that he cheated on you and he admitted it and i i I think this this guy is it's gonna you're gonna have baggage attached to it with with him, uh, and it's all his baggage, and it sucks because trust is obviously probably the biggest thing in any relationship, and uh, you know once you lose that trust, it's like he can he can apologize until he's blue in the face, and he can do and say, he can say things great, he can even do things to show you that he's changed and he would never do it again. But it'll never go away in the back of your head. It'll always be there. Um, so um, it's tough. He has at least he at least has to work to earn your yeah. trust back. Yeah, let him work and to it earn it. Seem like he's doing that. Yeah, yeah. and which, which I say, don't get back together with this guy until you've given him some time and he's somehow proven to you that he's more serious about a monogamous relationship. Cause it sounds like that's yeah. what you'd rather have. And in the meantime, date and you might find some guy that is better than him. So hopefully, so <laughs> or you can check back in with him at 24 when he's ready yeah. to have kids. <laughs> I, know, I was like, I'm not ready to have kids in two years. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that might be something that turns you off to him. If you're not, I mean, yeah. if you're 23 and he wants to have kids at 24, does that put you at 20? Do you want to have kids at 25? Because if you don't, then if this guy is serious about what he said, which I don't know whether I'd believe that or not, but if he is serious about it, then it's almost like you can cross this guy <laughs> off your list. Big thing. Yeah. I mean, he also you know? told me he wanted to have six kids and I was like, okay. no, what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, right. you don't know what that does to someone's body. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's My wrong gosh. with you? All right. Wow. Well, 
Blair, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks for opening up about that. And uh, yeah, good luck. Course. We'll check back. At, we'll check back in with you in yeah. the future. I think you're going to be fine. Yeah, you'll okay. be good. Date around. <laughs> date you. some other guys. You'll find someone better. Yeah, than yeah. You. I will. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye, Blair. You got it. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks, uh, Blair, for that. Ashley, I looked in our, our text when she was talking and I found it. It was on July. <laughs> it was on July 18th when I sent you the U up. First off, I sent it at. 10 12 p.m which was no oh. it was 10 Not that late yeah it was 11 12 for you on the east coast <laughs> like and you don't sleep so right but i still had to make sure you know i didn't know and it was about the uh it was the it was the stuff that we can't talk about but it was regarding the blake stuff the blake oh <laughs> my god it was that stuff I love what you sent me so much, and I wish that people knew what it was. And look, and look for anyone listening, it's not bad. This isn't like, oh, no, Blake's no. ex contacted me, and I'm going to do a podcast. Nothing like that. It was just, it's more funny than anything else, but it's also somewhat private. So, but yeah, I shared yeah. that with you. That was, <laughs> I can't get those texts. I- Whenever I'm feeling sad, I think about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, back, getting back to Blair. So, yeah, it was on July 18th. So it was like we are recording this call on uh, on July 31st. So, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. But um, I think Blair's fine. I don't think that that uh, guy – I mean, he's he's doing what a 20 – he's being 22 is what that guy is doing right now. And he wants to keep her around. He wants to continually be able to sleep with her but also be able to sleep with other women. It's obvious that's what he wants. I don't think that there's yeah. any. And some women can do that and some can't. It's just a matter of. I mean, you talked about it. You had an open relationship in college. Right. I think it's hard at 23 because I think. But weren't you that men age and women? Yeah. <laughs> but mine, mine was different, you know, because we were separated by going to different schools. So that did allow me kind of the the room to not know what was going on necessarily. Um, and it, it definitely was hard. But eventually when we were together, that stopped. <laughs> um, I don't know if I could be in the same place with the person and have an open relationship. That would be very different. What I would say, though, is when you're 23, I think in terms of women, it's, it's, you're in a weird spot because either you could just be dating or you could want to settle down. And he definitely seems like he does not want to settle down at all. No. Did you like, was it out of sight, out of mind for you because he was at another school? It never crossed your mind that he was when you were whatever with your friends on a Friday night or home on a Friday or Saturday night. Did you ever cross your mind? Like, Oh my God, he's probably sleeping with somebody right now. It wouldn't cross my mind except that that is when Facebook had just come out and I would inevitably see like a picture of him at a mixer and like another girl. And I would just be like, Oh, why? (laughs) And like, even, I mean, at some points we like followed and unfollowed each other or like blocked each other, but like my friends would send me a picture and it's just like, I don't want to see it. Like <laughs> it, it was difficult, I don't but know, I don't know how open relationships work. I certainly wouldn't want to be a part of it. I wouldn't be able to handle it. It was, that. it taught me a lot. 
actually in terms of relationships. It taught me a lot about communication. It taught me a lot about, you know, what you expect from another person. Also how like you can love someone and like let them be themselves in a weird way while also like finding out like things about yourself. Hmm. But I will say they are not for the faint of heart in terms of relationships because they can really mess up your self-esteem. Oh, I can imagine. I don't know how it, I don't know how it doesn't, but yeah, you know. I'm still friends with him. So like <laughs> you're friends with all your exes not, sounds like, no, that is not true. Oh, <laughs> I'd say probably a majority. I am not still friends with, but he's the um, only one I pretty much am still friends with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well that'll do it for episode. What was this third, right? Yeah. This is the third episode. Um, Thank you to our callers, Chandra and then Blair, who we just had on. And we'll be back in a couple weeks with uh, episode four. Hope you're all enjoying these. Um, If you want to be a part of it, email myself, email Ashley, DM us, whatever, and we'll uh, arrange a time to uh, record. Just tell us what time's on your end. Just have to have the ability to Skype and... Our schedules we're are flexible. pretty free. Yeah, we're definitely flexible. <laughs> Our schedules are pretty free. So we just need to uh, arrange a time to record. So until uh, until episode four, thank you all for tuning in. Ashley, thank you for co-hosting this episode. Of course. Thank you. For, See you next time. Yes. And we will talk And in my tech. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna purpose. I'm, now I'm gonna purposely send you a U up text at like one in the morning, <laughs> and I'm not gonna spell it Y O U. Just gonna do U up. Uh, all right, thanks everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will talk to you next episode. See ya. He's telling me no. He's dragging me down. He's leading me on and stringing on.